1: All right, folks. Welcome back to this Mountain West Wire football podcast. This is a special edition. Jeremy Moss going solo. Um, yeah, Matt Kennerly will join us maybe later in the episode. We'll see how this turns out. But it's a multi-part thing we're doing here for recording various uh, pieces and things. And check us out. You know, we're we're on Facebook, Twitter, MWC Wire. Let's just get to our guests because my introduction is boring. We're going to talk about a pretty uh, very unique topic to New Mexico. Athletics, football, probably not basketball at the moment, even though we could, but that's going really deep of what we're going to do. We're going to talk about Bob Davey and the football program. If you don't know who, um, if you never checked out nmfishbowl.com, probably should because that's who we're talking with um, this afternoon with uh, Daniel Libby. So how you doing, man?
0: I'm doing fine, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on your podcast.
1: All right. So um, I've been following stuff mainly because you found us out and sent us this info, just because honestly... You've been doing it about a year plus or so. I'm like, hey, I get email from this guy. What's he talking about? Just curiosity. I'm like, okay, Mexico football program, athletics. You send us stuff our way. We retweet, look into it. I'm like, oh, it's very interesting doing your research. So we're going to talk about what's going on with Bob Davy because he's now suspended for 30 days. And we'll get into that joke a little bit in a moment here about how that came out to be or the timing and all that. But you've been basically, I guess, um, watchdogging the Lobo so let people kind of know who you are and what you're about a little bit you've had a profile in New York Times which is pretty good a few months ago back in October so give a quick overview of like who you are and why the heck are you doing this or what's your interest sure, sure. in doing this so
0: um, I'm a, a native of Albuquerque New Mexico and I grew up a Lobo fan as a kid um, my my journalism background is in uh, national politics I spent about a decade covering national politics uh, for, uh, in Washington, D.C. I'm, I now live in Chicago. I was a staff writer at Politico, and I was a contributing writer at National Journal and CNBC and some other places. And so that was my uh, my writing background. But I've had an interest in college sports and the way that college sports is covered, um, sort of an academic interest in this. And so at the end of uh, the 2016 presidential campaign, which I was uh, writing about for CNBC, I decided to take a break from that and set up shop to cover the, uh, the program, my hometown college sports program, the University of New Mexico. But to do it in a different kind of way, to do it in a purely journalistic public interest kind of way which meant that I'm not covering the games I'm not really interested much on what's going on on the field I'm more interested in what are the uh, what are the issues what are the problems what are the hypocrisies and the contradictions and uh, it, other than just my connection to UNM and that this was my, my hometown connection I, I was never a student there. Um, but I, that this was the team I rooted for growing up and I had some familiarity with. I thought this would be a program that I could sort of seize upon and just run through the gauntlet of really kind of investigative watchdog public interest reporting. And so I set up a WordPress blog in late and 16, I suppose, November of 2016, and started writing stories and making public records requests for information about the program. And I thought I'd do that for maybe a couple of months. But UNM has been a fire hose of problems uh, for some time and certainly since when I, when I started coming around. And so one thing led to another, and I've just kind of kept at it. Uh, spent most of 2017 writing stories about it. The blog has dozens of stories now Mm -hmm. um, that really look in the financial underpinnings and so forth. And then obviously what what I think we're we're going to be discussing most today is uh, I I really uh, glommed on to allegations that were being made against Bob Davey starting years ago, that really never got reported out or or investigated by local media in New Mexico, and so I kind of took it upon myself to be the person to to do that work and have kind of foreshadowed much of what ultimately was reported in by UNM in its investigations of Bob Davey that was released this past week. Uh, so that's that's basically soup to nuts of how I how I got to uh, from politics to.
1: Blogging about the Lobos, crazy story. So let me ask you this really quick. I'm so going through like you, right? Not very frequently, but you have good stuff when it comes up on your website. So I was going back to see like your first piece, which is what like November 2016 looks like. So was your interest to start this because of something? Because the first piece is about Wise Pies. Was it? I like how like I know you interested in Lobos, but what was your interest? I know the I can see how the political side works into this, like that type of getting information, getting requests, getting public record type of information to build an article or build a case about something interesting like besides being like a lobo fan or growing up in the area like what was it just because you do you hear about something like hey this might be interested i'm interested in looking into this because i'm hearing something or did you just dive in because you already kind of knew something was going on or like i get how you started but what was your to go into like the, like everything you're doing right now like is it is yeah, something yeah. you see uh, so no i
0: yeah, I had really no in, no inside inside. I, I had no sources. I had never reported on U M, um, other than when I was in high school and I interned at the newspaper, one of the newspapers in Albuquerque, and chatted the men's basketball reporter. But that was not particularly useful information. Some like a. Or yeah. So later, um, but the uh, yeah, I mean the, the story, the Wise Pies naming rights agreement for the pit was a story that had been written about in local in the Albuquerque Journal and covered in local. Uh, New Mexico TV stations for over a year, and I think to even the, the most casual observer, it just seemed like a, a terrible deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of criticism for UNM taking this deal, and particularly the way that the naming rights agreement was structured. And so to me, it was a, I, I, I started by just wanting to know how uh, university officials were discussing this deal amongst themselves. And so I I made some public records requests for emails between administrators uh, in the athletic department and other people who were involved at the university um, who organized uh, the agreement to just sort of see if they were being a little bit more candid about things um, in in email discussions than they were being, I felt, uh, in their public in their public comments about the deal and so that was just because it was the timing but that was the first thing that i kind of thought to start digging into and obviously obviously uh, that deal uh, effectively fell apart and was replaced by another deal so it was one of one of a number of things you know i i've, I've almost every rabbit hole i've decided to go down covering you know digging into unm has has borne fruit i mean it, it this is a is a very the hits are very easy in large part because the problems have just not really been addressed and there's a culture of of uh kind of dishonesty and and a, and a lack of self-criticism that's going on at the university that sort of begs journalists and the public to to confront to confront UNM with with a lot of its missteps and so that was that was one of them
1: do you think part of the reason like we'll get to the Dave and football stuff in a second but is it because Obviously, that area there's I've what just Albuquerque Journal, a couple of radio radio station or two, and TV. Is it because the manpower is not there to do this, or they don't want to do this, or because it is a sticky situation? Like, say you cover, say it's a sports guy covering stuff like this, compared to a news person. Do you think there's some reason for this stuff maybe not coming out, or people don't want to look into it, or people just don't care? Like, who's they're reporting, or is it just like a manpower thing? Because you know how it is. There's not as many people doing what you're doing, or you know, I mean, news type of stuff at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think I think. Well, I mean, but you know, I, I believe that the the problem is is sort of uh, is, is a is a national problem. Mm-hmm. I think you find this basically in college sports. You know, in in any market. I think yeah. I mean, New Mexico generally is a news desert. There's not a lot of journalistic resources. There's a sort of overinflated sense of of the Lobos there, which I guess is not totally unique, but somewhat unique to the community Whereas there's this sense that this program is, is much sort of more prominent and has much more potential than it actually does. And I think that makes people even more credulous about um, some of the things that are going on behind the scenes. Uh, and it's also sort of as a mid-major program, like other mid-major programs in the Mount West. Um, it's it's a place where you know there's a lot of carpet bagging. People come in, take advantage of it. No, you know, there's you know at, at the coach level or the administrator mm-hmm. level, there's people who come in who are not actually looking for U N M to be their destination. They're looking for it to be a stepping stone, and so they don't necessarily think that the, the, the decisions that they make they're going to have to be ultimately accountable for because they'll hopefully in their minds be somewhere else, somewhere better, um, when the check finally comes due and so i think that's uh that's a brew for maybe a little bit extra problems the uh, the lack of journalistic resources in the state the nature of unm the, the the attitude of the supporters of the university towards the program i think that all kind of makes it a little bit more susceptible for for problems but certainly not unique i think i i really feel like you could find this at most any university in the country yeah
1: i covered by extensively for like they like it's different. You got BYU, there's Utah jazz here, like real Salt Lake, university of Utah, Utah state's way down the list essentially. But I did, they, when I worked, there's like daily radio show. I did every day covering BYU, four hour daily show on BYU. There's like a lot of people doing different papers. Cause where the state set up, there's like one base down in that area that covers like the Southern part of Salt Lake. All their sports thing is just BYU. And then anytime, like I would, I was like your thing, the fishbowl the website, it makes perfect sense. What Dave bliss said, People, BYU fans, well, yes, they've had great success in football, win national title, or even with basketball. Jim referred at UNM's had good success as well with basketball side, more so than football, but it's exact similar thing. Anything you say can't be negative. You're bashing a program. It'll be 100% positive. Sunny, sunny skies, which the radio show worked on. Yeah, you want to be more positive than negative, but we see people on Twitter, people calling in, emails we would get. People, you say one quasi-negative word about former head coach Bronco Mendenhall, and they threw fire on you. It's like, geez, relax, people. So it's 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 everywhere, especially when there's no pro team, when New Mexico is the only athletic program in town, essentially, or sports. It's like uh, UNLV in Las Vegas. It's a, You can find, like I said, anywhere you can find this where there's not a big pro team, and you're, you've had, uh, I'd say the Lobos had above-average success, especially in basketball, where they think, you're right, they should be better than what they are. But there's been a slump, and they don't want to hear about stuff like this, I guess.
0: Right, right, and then you can even find this. I mean, so I'm I'm in Chicago now. I mean, one you know, University of Illinois, which is being co- which is covered by both of the major Chicago daily newspapers, and and has a lot of um, uh, kind of. Uh, Chicago coverage of it uh, has been a disaster, a financial disaster. I mean, there's been, you know, recent stories about all the buyouts they've been paying and the legal fees they've been paying for coaches for a number of years. So I don't necessarily think that it's it's just a small market problem. I think you know, small market, small media markets do allow or, or do kind of create an environment of a certain lack of accountability. But I think we find this with big markets. I think we find this with, you know, with major teams, you know, you look at throughout the FCC, I don't feel like most of those programs are being covered um, with tremendous, you know, journalistic firepower um, at what is really going on in, in terms of the way that the, the programs are being run and the athletes are being treated and the budgets are being spent. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's there's just a national problem with how college sports is being covered and you can Sort of find specifics in each in each individual instance, but yeah. you know I, I I feel like it, it goes well beyond just uh, one
1: program here or there. Oh yeah, like Baylor, Michigan State stuff right now with Larry Nasser. Like that's absolutely all, all sorts of stuff going on, or even SMU Bagman stuff down in, like the SEC yep. country, or the most recent you always see on Twitter: SEC makes forty-two million dollars in revenue. Well. What do we got? We got to do something with the money. Let's build a three million dollar facility for Alabama football athletics. It's like right, right. That's exactly, another story, exactly. but there's it's there's a reason.
0: Yeah, that, it's all part and parcel. What what I was hoping to do at New Mexico was just create one example of what happens when you cover college sports purely through the light of a public institution, where you don't get distracted by the entertainment or the affinity to an alma mater, where you just treat it like what it is. You know, because other than the uh, private schools, which still have some relationship to 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 uh, the public, but mm-hmm. you know most of the universities that people care about are, are public institutions. Most of the universities whose athletics departments, I should say, people care about are public institutions, and are and are taking advantage of tax breaks and public and taxpayer dollars and and uh, and are living off of in-kind contributions from the from the universities and all and the athletic administrators and coaches are public employees. And yet you know we, we treat you know we think about them in this context. usually one out of every 99 stories somebody will finally think, all right, maybe I should Maybe I should kind of look at the budget or maybe I should look at, you know, what the faculty senators are saying about this. But for the most part, we treat we treat it like just pure sports entertainment. And I don't think it is. And so this was my effort to sort of create a conversation about, you know, what look what happens when somebody actually, you know, runs this through the gauntlet of that of of that kind of perspective. And, And I think, you know, New Mexico has. Has been a, a, a useful, a useful uh, exemplar in that. In that, you know, you know, I've I've found quite a few stories to write, and and, and so has other you know, media outlets in in New Mexico, um, and it really hasn't been able to stand up to the scrutiny uh, one iota.
1: All right, let's get to good stuff because that's what people are hearing about. So I wanted to get a, <clears throat> it's a good background because this isn't just the Lobos or like you could if you dig deep enough at any public program you could find something. Like, it may not be as much as Mexico or could be, or any other program. It could be little or a lot. There's going to be something. Somebody did something. You know what I mean? It's like, it could happen. So, here's what we want to do. For the, Again, those who haven't, Under Rock, Bob Davey most recently. I guess, well, he started this in October. It's, I don't want to jump around too much, but like, the first big thing, let's go back to that really quick, and we'll kind of go backwards until now, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, you had that piece in, what, the first week of October about Bob Davey being under review. And I remember I chatted with uh, somebody, DM'd on Twitter. Um, you know, Frank. He's. We were asking a few questions about none of this is true. It's not going to happen. And so we asked why. He's like he wouldn't answer. I'm like, okay, that means there's probably something there. So I want to <laughs> be kind of humor. and We don't need to go into it's that. That's a, a good,
0: good. That's a good. Good intuition generally when a spokesperson yeah. is saying, you know, don't worry about it. And we asked that, that there's probably something to worry about.
1: Yeah, because I when people said stuff like well, you're ready not to question what you're ready, but you always think about like well, how much like just curiosity like okay could this all be true could part of it typically people run with stuff especially with your background so i'm not i'm not going to run with this because i want to you know what i mean it's not because but there could be always be question okay what's true what's not when i read over your stuff it's always interesting but i figured from what you've been doing it's not just a one-off thing you've been doing over and over and usually a couple weeks later oh like at least 90 percent of what you did was correct or came out essentially so pretty confident what you've been doing. And so we asked the proper question. So it's not what, like if that's not the case then tell us what's accurate or not, like there's no response. We chat about a few other things, but not a big deal. So the fun, I'll be humorous here, not humorous, but um, one thing you noted in there was the high crime of a, who was it using a bathroom or something? Bob David getting pissed at one guy. There's all sorts of small stuff. That's kind of not, it's not funny, but it's just like, why is that a big issue? But then we get into things where, the big stuff, like the stuff about him getting the players' faces, like players who are having concussions get back in the field, fights at halftime, like how surprised were you when you're seeing stuff about or the stuff about breaking into people's apartments? Like when you're going through that first piece where you kind of outlined all these different um, allegations, whether it's getting players back in the field, fighting with players, covering up crimes, not reporting crimes. Like, what was your surprise level when you stumbled upon or looked into found this type of information?
0: Well, not not much by that point. I mean, basically from the from the time I started the blog in again the end of 2016, I'd been hearing you know people had started coming to me with uh, allegations and issues about Bob Davy. This was this was no secret by any means. In fact, much of what um, the, or, or part of what. Uh, ultimately became the university's internal investigation began five years before that or five years from mm. from uh, before now when a couple of outgoing senior football players leaked an anonymous letter to the albuquerque journal raising issues about uh, uh the way that black players were treated on the team by uh davy uh a alter a physical altercation between davy Um, and some other and some other issues. And so uh, the university at the time said that they had investigated these claims, found no merit to them and and basically fully exonerated Davey and, and put it to bed. But since that point, there was, you know, a lot of issues and, and questions um, rumbled about within the athletic department. Uh, and and, you know, no one really touched this. Uh, the Albuquerque Journal didn't Touch any of this stuff, or really put much uh, effort into exploring these things. They. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, certain beats in the paper, especially on football, they have not been particularly aggressive in, in the investigative realm. Um, so I had I had been hearing about this for a while. I had been making records requests about some of the allegations for a while, um, really for the better part of a year before that first story, which was September 13th, when I broke the news that the university this actually had risen to the level of the university now hiring a former federal judge to start. Doing a an initial review of some of these claims, um, again claims that dated back years. Uh, so so yeah, I mean, I, and 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 from that point on, um, much of what ultimately came out this past week were things that I had heard about at least a year before. Then there was very few things that were revelatory to me. Um, and I had written as you, as you noted, so I, I broke the story of the investigation in September, and then I, I wrote a, a couple of lengthy stories about what I was hearing. the specific allegations that were being looked at were. They did range from uh, improper involvement in sexual assault, Allegations made against football players, to the compromising of the athlete drug testing process, to physical altercations with members of the football staff or with players themselves, um, to some racially insensitive comments. These were all the allegations that that I had been hearing about, uh, and and some other things. And so, right. So obviously, the the, the biggest one, especially in the kind of context of. The Michigan State scandal and and the fact that the Department of Justice has had investigated the University of New Mexico in general for its reporting process on sexual assault, uh, on sexual assaults on campus were the claims that Davy had somehow uh, involved himself improperly or in, interfered improperly in some of the and some of the campus police investigations uh, of football players who women who women had accused of of rape or sexual assault um, that became sort of the the most important and also most inflammatory allegation that he was um, that he was uh, charged with uh, so so yeah to, to, to return to your original question I wasn't very surprised and a lot of people who were in the athletic department or on campus also weren't very surprised these things have been bouncing around like dirigibles for years
1: that's what it seems like. Like, I'm scanning, scanning through again some of your older stuff. You've talked to plenty – once you start to get this thing going, you've talked to plenty of people off the record, a couple, I think, on the record about certain things. But it seems like – like, the biggest stuff, like, okay, like, there's a differenti- differentiation of, like, crime, obviously. Or if, like, you go to jail for shoplifting for this, you go to jail for if you injure somebody or you – know I mean? There's always different levels of variation. And having a fight or something with a guy, like, the verbal – what, okay, that happens. It's it's may not a big deal, but the biggest thing for me is what you just mentioned. Like Bob Davie tried. He's like, I'll investigate this charge myself for sexual assault. Or there, let's um, like you always hear, let's go through the legal system. Which sometimes we're not going to suspend the player or discipline them until it goes through. But when the allegation is that guys like rape somebody, it's like how can you let them hang out and still do stuff? It's almost let like the legal process come out. It's like that that type of or or Bob Davie goes, I'll investigate this myself how does she either a have time or the qualification to do that it's like it seems like it's a joke for what he's trying to run a program for these well, run right. I mean, the end
0: yeah yeah I mean I think there's just a national problem with the way that sexual assault on college campuses is, inve- is investigated I think there's a strong case that uh, campus police departments are ill-equipped to handle uh, investigating crimes of that severity so this goes beyond just even athletics um, I think there's there's There there should be a movement to have these sorts of crimes be investigated by local police departments and not by campus, where there, there seems to be at least more of an arm's length approach or the possibility of an arm's length approach if you don't have if you don't have campus police involved. But yeah, you, you then add into the, that the athletics mix where a, an allegation made against a member of a high-profile sports team, um, and you see that this only gets even more complicated um, naturally. So even before you know any of the allegations about Davey, we're talking about something that's a kind of systemic problem around college campuses, which is one, campus police shouldn't be investigating this to begin with. They certainly shouldn't be the ones in charge of investigating something against a member of a high profile sports program. Um, and because these these police departments have relationships with the athletics department, I mean, the police provide security at games, um, they provide security for the players. Sometimes when they go, when they you know they travel in state, um, there's there's a whole other kind of extracurricular relationship there, so that um, only further muddies the water. Uh, but yeah, I mean the allegations against Davy um, were that in a couple of instances, um, specifically one uh, that he you know was sort of trying to triage. Um, a, a investigation and that the cop is sort of running some sort of interference, um, that the cops are going to him to coordinate, and that at one point, I mean, again, this is the sort of the most inflammatory allegation, which he has now denied sternly, was that at one point he gathered his team um, in a private meeting and, and effectively asked them to gather dirt on a woman who had accused a football player of raping her. Um, now he has now said, though he hasn't spoken much publicly about any of the other specific allegations, he did go on the record in a statement at the end of last week to vehemently deny he did anything like that. Um, I had heard from my sources the exact same allegation that was ultimately reported by UNM's Office of Equal Opportunity um, about that meeting. So that was that I, I was the, familiar with that allegation.
1: That particular was that the same one where. It may or may not be because I think maybe I'm getting things mixed together because it's quite a bit of what's going on. There's also – was it the same one where the, the female who brought these forth left school and left university and left the state, the one that got dropped where they saw her on video saying that she wanted revenge? Is that the same situation or is that a different one?
0: I can't remember. I mean part of it is because the victims have been anonymized. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a little bit I I I I could, I mean I have the police reports for three or four um of these cases where football players have been accused but ultimately never prosecuted for sexual assault. So I shouldn't I shouldn't venture a guess. I don't okay. I don't remember myself if that was a different instance but or something. that, that, that but
1: that particular thing was mentioned where they came to Davy and like, well, I, I, it might be different. I don't want to get these together, but there's another portion of what was reported that a female made a video about wanting revenge, and that's how Davy tried to discredit her. That's correct, right? From what's been reported.
0: That sounds like one of the one of the things. I can't I can't remember the specific myself. There's something so I, about I, oh okay. yeah, I mean, There's there was, a video there was, about that, somebody
1: trying to say because right, they to right, revenge right. I
0: mean, basically, that. there's been four publicly reported. Um, since Bob Davey became head, men's, head uh, football coach, there's been four um, publicly reported sexual assault uh, investigations into Lobo football players. Um, in, in each of these instances, the football players have not been prosecuted, although in one particular, um, there was a lot of concern why the— football player wasn't prosecuted in other words the police thought that they were referring a prosecutable case Um, it didn't seem to make sense to a number of people I've spoken to why that wasn't prosecuted and people have had questions what ultimately was the reason that uh, the district attorney didn't take up the case Um, but yeah so there's been four publicly reported instances um, and there's been a couple of cases where it seems like the police have Gone to Davy as a kind of intermediary, or Davy has become a sort of intermediary, um, and then from that point, there's been different kinds of different level of charges of how actively he's tried to involve himself in the actual investigation. Um, and the example I, I just spoke of, where he allegedly or was accused of rounding up the, his players to sort of dig up dirt on a on an accuser, uh, was, was probably the uh, the most uh, inflammatory um, of, of those allegations.
1: Okay, I did find we're talking about, just so we can clear things up so we're not, like, saying things that aren't true. So, as part of the report, like, it, you are correct. Like, the first part about the LT meeting, about saying the female said, no, no, the guy thought was essential, and no one stopped. And then that led to the, all t- the team meeting to get, like you said, quote, get some dirt on this person. <laughs> and, and that led to them finding that video. So I guess that's all the same case that, where they... According to the investigation, Davey argued to police that Davey undermined women's credibility. So it looks like that's all the, at least from this report, from what's the same thing. And then I believe that's right. Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah, I'm directly. I just wanted to make sure all clear. The other, so,
0: the other challenge yeah. is, again, I, I've i talked to, you know, I've, I've read the report. I've done my own reporting. Mm-hmm. Some of it, most of it matches up. So when I, you know, they, they've described, you know, they're not naming anybody in these Correct. reports. Correct. They're, yeah. they're describing them anonymously as witnesses. Um, but I, so for most of it, I know who I, I think I know who specifically they're talking about. In a couple mm-hmm. of cases, I don't know. I don't know if the if, if the person who I believe is the mm-hmm. accuser is the same person that they're addressing in a particular case. It it gets a, it's a touch muddy. Yeah, at, I can see at, that at a certain level.
1: And I just it's all in one paragraph, so I assume. And then I guess the reason drop—they moved, like I said, they moved out of state and out of university. So. Um, is this um, – this is probably a big question. You used to answer yes or no if you have more. This seems like the way the chain of command has gone sort of like with the Penn State situation. Tell a coach. Tell the head coach. They'll tell the police, but they don't tell the police. Is that sort at some point maybe going on a little bit, just how it's being – Yeah, I think one of the,
0: yeah, I think there's a lot of things in play here, and, and this is what's important for people to understand about all of these kinds of investigations, but specifically the one in New Mexico, which is there is a lot of mixed agendas here. Um, And that's even at the level of the investigation. So there is not a sort of consensus among the leadership at UNM. There has not been a consensus of of exactly what they've wanted out of this investigation. There's people with influence um, who simply wanted this to never happen, who want Davey to just be – um free of this burden um and and never wanted a second investigation or or any of this stuff to materialize there's other people who were hoping that this would lead to his firing um and there's other people who were somewhere in between who want who felt the need for an investigation um and were open to whatever uh consequences would come out of it once things were found so this is a this is a political dynamic with with mixed agendas And with uh, mixed interests. And because of that, it seems like, I mean, this has been an incredibly clunky process. Um, It's been clunky from a PR standpoint where the university um, ultimately defaulted to never acknowledging that Davy was the target of this investigation in the first place, even though it was patently obvious and certainly now it's been dispositive that he was the target of this investigation um to even the way that this was handled i mean davy has now appealed the 30-day suspension that he was given and you know in, in, in reading it i'm not a lawyer but in reading it and sort of consulting with a couple of people who are who are more knowledgeable on this i mean he might well have a case from just a procedural that's level what i was thinking
1: like a technicality why he may should not be suspended
0: Right. I mean, and the the university, I mean, right now, there's a a different set of facts, but a kind of a parallel situation going on at Colorado State with Larry Mm -hmm. Eustachie, where Colorado State really just seems intent on on terminating Eustachie, regardless of the cost. That's not the case in New Mexico. The cost matters. And, you know, so it it appears to me that what happened was they went in, um, again, with, different people having different interests and what ultimately was the result and kind of decided early on or decided at the beginning of let's say November December that they were either going to find readily um, terminable uh, facts where they could uh, buy him or fire him with cause um, wouldn't have to pay the 1.6 million dollars or so left on his contract um, or they were not, and if they were not, they were going to just try to move this, move past this quickly, that they didn't want to be stuck in some sort of no-man's land, which is exactly where they find themselves now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if, they, if the university was just intent on getting rid of Bob Davy because they've, they believed, you know, enough of the allegations or that they had enough credibility or that the, the cloud was real enough that they would pay whatever it would take, um, this would have been handled probably a little bit differently, but I think it really did come down to the money the one, the money of the buyout and two the fear that Davy might sue them. Um, I mean he's retained counsel throughout this entire process dating back to I guess the spring of 2017 when they started first doing these, this investigation. Um, so so yeah I mean this is th- these are the calculations that they've been weighing and and I, you know I, I feel like you know to whatever extent there's been some some already obvious bungling of, of how to handle this investigation.
1: It seems to me, you know, that maybe I'll answer this instead. Of it. it seems like the school, not that they don't care, but like you mentioned, like, the original is coming out is because you've been a and a little bit requesting this stuff, getting info, and, like, like you find option A leads to option B leads to C. Like I said, it goes down the rabbit hole finding, hey, this is something I was looking for, but I found out. Let's pursue this. It seems to me like, had you not done anything, this probably very few people would even know about it because – It seems like school doesn't seem to count. Like you said, it could be a money thing.
0: Yeah, I I will agree. I will agree. Um, I think that New Mexico, administrators and leadership at New Mexico have often over the last couple of years in particular shown a willingness to only do uncomfortable things insofar as they feel they have to do them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that certainly has seemed to be the thesis of what's gone on. Uh, With the Athletics Department in general and with uh, the Davy investigation specifically yes I mean now uh, because of the reporting that you know largely I had done on this uh, The New Mexico Attorney General has publicly taken interest in this case He put out a press release shortly after UNM announced the 30-day suspension saying that he was now going to look at this Um, One of the challenges for UNM was that its investigation had no subpoena power. They're not law enforcement. Everybody who wants to talk to them or who would talk to them would do it so purely on a voluntary basis. And as as one of their reports, their OEO report, made clear, Mm -hmm. most of the people that they attempted to speak to declined to speak to them. And on two cases, two witnesses told them explicitly that they were really only comfortable to speak. To speak candidly about what they'd experienced if they were either in a civil proceeding or in a criminal investigation. Okay, is so- that because
1: afraid of Dave? Like I saw that too. I think it was at least seven, I believe, or a good amount. Why was that the case? Is it retaliation, their fear of what 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 well I get the point. If you're under oath it's I why, why would that be the case? I, for
0: me, because college sports is a closed society, and because you are, there is a legitimate fear that if you are known to be a snitch, it will be very difficult for you to get your next job. I mean, was this, this all know, coaches?
1: I've, I thought it was coaches. I guess players too, but I, I guess that makes sense too. If you ride on a, you I know, mean, I mean, like call out a coach for wrongdoing, that why would I want to hire you here? Because there are secrets and stuff they keep when they're, or not just secrets, but I mean, like stuff you don't tell everybody about. What you're just stuff that's Absolutely, on the, on the cause, up cause, and up. I mean, not even stuff that like this, like up and up stuff. You don't tell everybody about what you're doing because it's like the reason you can't go to practice half the time because they're paranoid about secrets.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is, this is again, a cultural problem in college athletics, which is there is no, yeah, it is a closed society. It's the circle, the wagons kind of profession. And there's really no recourse. If people, You look, I mean, you get your next job based on your reputation from your previous job, and and your ability to keep your mouth shut is is a huge part of that. Um, It's a huge problem in college sports. Uh, and so, yeah, the people you know people will only talk if they feel that they have uh, that they're effectively required to talk at least that gives I, them an excuse.
1: I don't know I would um, think if you're talking up about somebody being raped or something that you shouldn't be seen as a bad person bringing that up, say, hey, this should not be done. we should if they did something wrong, they should be punished in the appropriate manner. I don't maybe it's my thinking, but you would think, hey, this is something that's terribly wrong, shouldn't be covering it up. If the players need whatever, any assistance going through this, sure, fine. But they shouldn't try to fight dirt on people. You'd think if you're speaking up about that and you're going to eventually work somewhere else, that shouldn't be a negative against well, you. you I, well, I agree <laughs> with you
0: on a moral and ethical level, but I mean, practically speaking, look, yeah. I mean, I, I spoke to sources who seem so tangential now to UNM. They have other jobs and other programs around the country. It seems like why, what would be the reason why you'd still feel and who really had stuff to say about the situation in New Mexico? Um, And I I asked him, I said, well, why would you feel still a kind of, um, commitment to keep secrets of a program that you're no longer involved in mm-hmm. that you have maybe some hostile feelings about and again it, it kept coming back to the same reason is that there is a is an anti-snitch culture in, in college athletics where there's a feeling at least and it's probably a verifiable feeling that if you have a reputation for just talking, um, talking out of school, so to speak, uh, you will find it very difficult to kind of continue in this, in this line of work. And this is also at a player level. I mean, look, most college, you know, when, you're, when you are a, a player in a football program, I mean, even if you leave and you um, don't like the coach, uh, you might still feel like I would maybe need a job recommendation. I want to also get into football coaching, or more likely is the case, you just don't want to deal with it anymore you might have you might have had a bad experience but you you know it's that was your two years or your four years or whatever and you just want to leave it behind you and you don't want to get sucked back into something so there's just very little incentives for people to want to speak candidly about you know some some controversial thing that had happened at a place that they either worked or that they played for uh and so that you know that always redounds to the benefit of, of of the person who's being investigated is that there's a lot of there's a lot of force against, you know, disclosure in a whole bunch of fronts. And so um, you know the, the the fact. I mean, look, Michigan State is the uh, is is a quintessential example. I mean, how much bad stuff was going on there for how long, and how many people were involved in it, and and yet the, the, the again the, the how long did it take? Years. It took ESPN three years of investigating this, filing lawsuits before they were able to to write their first story. Yeah, so and preemptive
1: university suing back actually did not get that stuff absolutely, out.
0: absolutely. Because that's the other thing, and, and this is the case with Davy too. Everybody. Everybody is tied into each other. You know, there there is a fear that you know if one if one person goes down, a lot of other people are going to go down with them because you know. I mean, let's take just the Davy matter. Uh, you know, He has bosses. There's oversight. There's supposed to be a process of accountability there. Um, if he ultimately failed, um, as he's been accused of failing, of living up to his standards, then a lot of other people who are also employed at the university, either in the office of, of, of the university council or at the level of the presidents or regions or past presidents or past regents, um, may also uh, feel threatened or may, may feel professionally threatened or reputationally threatened. So, you know, the the, the chess game of how do you get one guy um, without everybody else um, also suffering is one that is also part of this. So, yeah, I mean, this is not just some pure effort to just get to the truth and then hold accountable whoever um, is, is you know, must be held accountable. There's there's a lot of politics involved. There's a lot of self-interest and self-preservation involved by a whole bunch of uh, by a whole bunch of people. It's it's a messy and and in many ways, you know, sort of depressing process. Um, whatever the truth may ultimately be, you just never would get the sense that it's going to come from the university. I mean, maybe it will come from law enforcement, and maybe it will come journalism but you know the the hope that it will come internally from the university's investigation is is uh is, is fairly naive
1: and i guess you answered a prior question we asked before about why would they not speak on the record i guess because um incarnate themselves maybe they make some deal like oh yeah i knew about this but i'll tell what this guy did worse than me if i get not as bad as a penalty or something against them so maybe that's part of it too in addition to you saying well, what if, well, here's the thing: if Dave Bliss, or yeah, who's it for? He's a New Mexico, Baylor. That t- he got a job eventually, somewhere down the road. So, can't never be as worse as that. So it's like. I, I don't, right, it's... right. Or
0: what happens if you know I, I speak out about somebody and they keep their job or they're ultimately exonerated? Mm-hmm. Well, then I've I've put my you know I've put my hide on the line and 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 for to, yeah. to, to no good. Um, so yeah, I mean I think there's again there's there's a lot of obvi- there's a lot of obvious fears, and then there's just you know I mean how how interested was the university at really digging into this? I mean again we're talking about them reinvestigating things that they had purportedly investigated four or five years ago. Um, that doesn't a lot of confidence that this is a university that, you know, takes care of its business if they have to go, go over their, their, their same work once more. Um, and, and, yeah, because of, again, all of these other people who may be caught up in it, I think there's a, a, a fear that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, unless there's just some sort of silver bullet, um, you know, the, the university's prerogative will be just to kind of move, move past it in some way. Uh, what's, what's, you know, whether or not that, that was their prerogative, what seems very clear, the way that this has sort of landed nationally um, and, and reverberated across Twitter, is like this is not going to leave the university, that they, they now find themselves very much still in the middle of this. Um, and and certainly baby's appeal will only kind of kind of yeah. continue the cloud over them.
1: And also, it doesn't look good when the people knew about this mid-January. Oh wait, signing days in three weeks. Let's uh, wait to announce this bad news once you get all these guys on the dotted line. So if something bad happens to Davy, not bad, but I mean, or not, let me rephrase that: say he does get fired or coaching change, you better believe with this information, if players want to leave who signed, they should be able to go wherever they want because typically precedent set when stuff happens and. There's that new rule they're trying to be in place. If a coach leaves, you could be eligible right away. But I'm guessing if Davey does ultimately get fired from this, which I probably think he should be for what's going on, that it looks it looks also bad as well when they pushed back that naming to suspension the day after they announced their class. So it's like, oh well, I mean that's that that yeah, like, without, really? without a doubt
0: that was that was uh, in, in a long line of just boneheaded yeah. moves that was the that was truly that was truly a, a cake taker yeah. Um, yeah that was that was just a purely cynical move and again I it's 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 impossible to imagine frankly any other coincidental reason why that was when the the investigation was announced I think I think people if you had any kind of cynicism about the way that things are being handled at New Mexico, that that really only uh, legitimized it.
1: Exactly. So let's wrap it up. We've been chatting for quite a while, but it's been amazing stuff. Two more quick things: Was Davy not interviewed by the law firm because he had a lawyer, or because why? That seems to be obviously should have tried to interview him. From what I read, they like back to the technicality or procedural stuff that he wasn't interviewed because of sufficient information or building a case was that you're thinking or reason why he was ever interviewed because i have
0: not I, one of the things that i intend now to sort of dig into is precisely that question i have no idea why he wasn't interviewed it makes absolutely no sense and davy is now using that fact yeah. as as a as kind of exculpation for himself that you know he, he pointed out in his in his uh, statement Um, in which he announced that he was going to appeal the suspension, just that matter, that he was never interviewed by the outside law firm that was purportedly conducting the sort of ultimate investigation of all of this. Um, Yeah, I have no idea. I, I haven't been able to talk to anybody yet who's had a clue on this, but it does seem like there might be some extenuating reason why this, not simply that they forgot or eh, doesn't seem to make sense to talk to the guy, including the fact that one of the, again, going back to that allegation about that he had rounded up the players and and, and, and sort of suggested that they find dirt on somebody, the only person ultimately who you should ask the question about yeah. that on the record is Bob Davey. Um, so that alone, to say nothing of the other allegations, you gotta ask the person who's been accused of of, of saying those words or of, or of uh, conveying that sentiment to his team. So yeah, exactly. that, that that's that's just you know again uh, one more one more piece that just doesn't make sense and and, and more reason why uh, additional investigation into this thing is is warranted.
1: Even if they think for some reason like information gathering shouldn't talk to them, which I think it points to that it does, you got at least try because. I, it's just, it's just a weird situation because you can ask to speak to Davy. Like there's the other players or whoever those anonymous people are, which assume are former staff, current staff, former players, current players. You know I mean, this part of the program. They could say, we don't want to speak. That would speak volumes, but you, you got to at least attempt. If Davy doesn't speak, like you said, no subpoena power, not under oath, not a lawsuit courtroom setting. He doesn't have to speak to this guy. If he doesn't want to, you have to at least say, I want to speak to Davey and you put that response, whatever it is in your report. To me, it's well, like, and the one person, oh, yeah, man. to
0: go to, to, to make this point to kind of contrast this, you know, I had said before that one of the problems is that you know the university's uh, investigation doesn't have any subpoena power. It's not a criminal. I mean, it's not a it's not a law enforcement uh, investigation. It's just a basically like an, an internal corporate investigation. The one person that they actually have leverage over in this setting is Bob Davies. Yeah. If you're an employee, I mean, he would, he would likely be compelled to speak uh, to investigators. Um, to maintain his jobs, uh, unlike other people where it was merely voluntary. If he wants to keep his job, I think, I mean, I'm, I haven't read the fine the fine print of his contract in the last couple of weeks, but I would imagine he would be required in that s- scenario to actually speak honestly to investigators. So that, again, one time where, where uh, an interview actually, you know, the university would have had similar law enforcement like mm-hmm. um, leverage w- is, is in an interview with Bob Davy and apparently they just blew it off
1: all right so one last thing they had the switch of we don't need to go into paul krebs everything but does the switch of ad have anything to do with this muddleness or is it like how does that play into this level, or does it at all do you think
0: yeah i've heard a couple of different things um one is i, I you know i've heard that you know again uh, eddie nunez who is the ad who was um hired this past year to replace uh paul krebs and came from lsu um, uh, has never gone on the record about uh, about Davey about sort of what his hopes were for Davey, but you could imagine that he probably would have been fine on one level of having a having the opportunity to have his own his own, his, his own uh, football coach to hire. I mean, this is what every AD mm-hmm. basically lives for: is to be able to hire either a men's basketball coach or a football coach. That's that's the uh, where they where they make their Make their pay. Um, however, what I was told was that he was basically let out of the investigation. This was done at the level of the regents, um, the law school dean, uh, the president of the university, and the office of the university council. And the athletic, the new athletic director, was kind of uh, sidestepped to a point. Now, again, I, I, this is just what I've heard. I. I don't know that to be true, but um, I certainly know that he wasn't leading the investigation. Uh, Yeah, I think this kind of hit him by surprise from what I've been able to gather. I, I don't know that he was fully aware of exactly the extent of the investigation, or what was going on when he took the job, um, you know, I mean, you know, he he had to have known at some level that you know things were a bit of a mess at New Mexico. Uh, much of much of the mess has already been reported in terms of the sweet deal and the Scotland trip and the, <laughs> yeah. the various investigations into the athletic department. So he he would have been uh, he, he would have been of the mind that he was coming into a, a bit of a of a of a problematic landscape. But yeah, this is uh, this is something that perhaps caught him by surprise. I don't know that he has had much influence on the direction of this, um, but again, something else I intend to look at. I mean now the story is from a reporter's standpoint, okay, what exactly happened in this investigation? What happened over the last month since basically Dece- late December until late January? Why you know who was influencing it? Why were these decisions made? Um, what was the conversation? I mean, there was a, a kind of a, a repeated back and forth between the university's lawyers and Bob Davies' lawyers throughout this period of time. I reported a story at the end of last year in which uh, the university's lawyers actually allowed Bob Davies' lawyer to edit. A uh, yeah. statement mm. the university president had made about the investigation. Uh, so, so to really dig into sort of like what what was going on, uh, to say nothing of what actually what, what's the truth of these allegations, but how were these actually being handled, and what were the different uh, influences and factors is is an interesting story and one I I intend to do some reporting on.
1: So that just seems like what's next because I guess we wait for the appeal if it's approved or denied, but also the eight back to AD thing. It would. Why would it surprise either of us from what you've told me today or what you reported? Why do they tell him anything or much about it? Because they've been trying to hide or cut corners this whole way. But so, like you said, so is that what's next? So Davy appeals the suspension. There's got obviously more to this because it can't end with him being suspended for 30 days. Is the Mexico? Is you're thinking that the suspension was them saying this is the close case? Close case on Bob Davy
0: i think that was the hope i mean so now obviously that's not the end of the story and the suspension there's other things too i mean you know we've been hearing whispers about uh, concerns that uh other people may file suit against unm potentially uh accusers sexual assault accusers may file suit Uh, keep in mind one of the sexual assault accusers um again and i can't quite figure out if this is one of the uh, how how this person was or was not identified in the oeo report but one of uh, a uh, a female student at unm who had accused a football player of sexual assault had settled with the university um for a up to now undisclosed sum uh at the same time the football player who was accused or football players who were accused have a federal a civil lawsuit against the university claiming that uh, their uh, civil rights were violated by the campus police. I mean, it's incredible that the university may ultimately have to pay both the, the alleged accuser and the alleged accused oh in, in a case about how it handled it. It's Like, only UNM could figure out how to get themselves <laughs> in that pickle. But, um, but yeah, so I think there's, there's questions about who else might uh, weigh in legally here. I think that's something that the university is very nervous about um and to say nothing of you know yeah the front and center bob davie and and ultimately does this suspension stick or is he able to overturn it um do new allegations come and what happens with the attorney general who said that he will now start investigating uh what what happened in the football program so yeah this is we're we're talking months if not years more of uh hmm. of of potential uh, controversy
1: can't they get him for cause on this stuff? Because I know coaches can get paid for literally anything for being fired. Like I'm gonna, we've been chatting about the CSU stuff as well at these He had something in his contract about if they're gonna let him go, which seems 99 percent the case, especially since the interim was gone and he has the same allegations against him. And there's a cause to contract, don't have to pay him. Can New Mexico get out of this and not pay Davey? Or is it them well, I mean, bungle, again, bungling was, it because of he never got interviewed? That's his way he'll stand on and get paid, but still. Well, sees yeah, the I mean, law. it would.
0: It, I think. I think they would imagine that if they fire him for cause, which means that they wouldn't pay him the mm-hmm. remainder of his contract, he would sue them, yeah. and that they would face uh, protracted litigation and the possibility. Of
1: Ultimately, do you think is Bob Davy gonna be the coach next year? these people with it being more public now either like you said either more things will come out or perhaps the person who the one we mentioned before left school left town who knows if they can come back and bring this to because i'm wondering if that if it's so oh public now more people come forward and that i don't like i don't want to see people lose their job just because but if, it, if there's more to this that may or may not be we both don't know for sure And that's what I'm thinking, where, like you said, that could be his uh, ultimate downfall, where, oh, I'm going to come back and talk about this because it's more public. Or, hey, this happened to me from Player X or Coach X. I told them and nothing happened. I'm thinking, you're right, that's probably... I think that's the next step because look what's been going on everywhere else with Harry Weinstein, like one person and a million different people come about it. Kevin Spacey, one thing leads to five other things. And so I'm thinking this one thing could lead I mean,
0: part of it is, 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 you know, or has has the university exhausted itself so far? I mean, is there there the appetite for it? And again, I mean, in the the most crass sense, I mean, part of this also has to do with on-field performance. So maybe we're not talking about – the termination before the football season, but you know UNM did not do well last year on the field. Um, you know, I mean, this is a sad state of affairs. But people's uh, ethics often are intertwined with the uh, with the, the, the on-field success, and so you know, if he has a bad year this upcoming year, I mean, maybe maybe that it plays a factor in some way, shape, or form. But um, but in terms of does, does he get canned before? before uh the start of the season it, it doesn't seem like based on this that will happen. Um but then again uh it doesn't seem like this is the last investigation that will be done about uh, Bob Baby.
1: It's just uh, there's not much more to say at the moment, but that's it's just been it's just I don't know, I just don't see how he makes it. But he they're digging their feet in and also like well not, we're really gonna end here because it's been way too long, but great stuff. I think he I think you're right he could be the uh, stick with the job because the university sticking their feet in, sticking their heels in about all these things. Like you said, moving the uh, suspension until after signing day, taking multiple years to go back to report stuff, re-reporting stuff that they said, this is the case. Like the hand thing, like when he busted his hand locker, they said, Oh, I injured it doing whatever came out. I think a few more, one of your pieces pre Thanksgiving, I think no Bob. Oh yeah, I did break my hand and got in the fight, the player. So it's like going back and re, I guess re reporting. You know, I mean, it's going back and re. Resaying things that happened in the past, and so they're going to want to stick in, But you'd think the university would have like have, have, keep some credibility for yourself, man. You keep this guy around with this stuff alleged. How do you keep somebody around? Where I know there's money involved, but have some pride. You know what I mean?
0: Well, and again, this goes back <laughs> to you know, there's just not there's just not one kind of consensus view at the top yeah. about how how to view this stuff. And there are people. I mean, he has you know uh, influential and powerful. Authorities who want him to stick around, and and that's you know that that's part of the uh, part of the decision-making tree is who's ultimately at the top of it. Um, so so yeah, I mean it's it's it. it, it, it just it's a mess it yeah, is a mess in new so mexico yeah. and it's a mess it's a mess that they you know and this has been sort of the case at, at other schools it's a mess that they might not be able to solve themselves out in turn in, in, before it turns into a much larger scandal of some kind um just because they they just don't seem you know to be able to get together on, and have a consensus about you know how to handle this and and it's now led to a situation where you know now that the tail is really wagging the dog um and uh, yeah, and and they've shown and they've shown an incapacity to to sort of handle or to sort of remove the uh, re- re- cut off limbs to save the body um, in in other instances. So uh, so this might just be another one.
1: Yeah, it just uh, it's not like this program's amazing. So that's the the depths are going to to protect this. Like, yeah, they were co champs a couple years ago in football, vastly improved over Mike Locksley. But it's like, is this worth it for your program? That's Really making bowl games it's like i, I don't know but well, yeah
0: that's that yeah that's that's a that's a very good thing yeah i mean there's a reason why i you know this, my blog keeps going is because there's just more and more to write about there's uh they they give they give a lot for reporters to uh, to sink their teeth in uh, much to their own detriment
1: exactly so i think we've we've done enough for, for today so daniel i appreciate you spending a good hour on a sunday morning to chat about this type of stuff so do this – everybody, folks, do this. Um, check out nmfishbowl.com on Twitter or nmfishbowl.com. You'll find them on Twitter. Look, there's going to be more on this, obviously. I'll link – check out the New York Times profile, tweet out again. It says, hey, how did this guy get started? It's a good piece about a few months – or a year ago. No, I guess – well, six months, October. But we'll see what happens, what's going forward. But, again, Daniel, thank you so much for hopping on for a good hour to chat about this stuff because you're the guy who's basically – can we say you started it all essentially, almost for this um, getting deeper, deeper? I've been.
0: I, I think it's fair to say that I've really been the only reporter, you know, writing on the uh, on the Bob Davie story. Yeah, I'll, I will. Uh, I okay. will take that back. back.
1: and and the Mexico fans who get pissed at you on Twitter, shut up, relax. It's it's okay. Oh, it's, 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 o- it's, it's okay to be critical. Oh, I'm familiar, but it's like, come on, it's it's okay. Like, be it's okay to be critical, like you are. Like, but then or for other people, but it's like it's your beloved program. I get it, but. You want a not- I know every program's not great, but when their stuff getting to this level, come on, think about it. But uh, well, that's for another day. But keep reading. we'll keep reading your stuff. And if something crazy goes down again, because you're the guy who, want- who we probably should be chatting more about with this, we will. But, again, thanks, uh, Daniel, for hopping on, and we'll see you next time.
0: All right, thanks so much, Jeremy. You take care.
1: One more time, thank you very much for Daniel Livett of nmfishbowl.com for hopping on and joining us to discuss a good hour. So I appreciate it. that's a long time to sacrifice a Sunday afternoon to or early morning to chat with uh, this little guy here. We've been conversational for a while, just sending emails or just letting us know when they wrote something big or anything about the situation. And he gave it glad to get him because like I said, I could have wrote something, but it probably wouldn't has been as clear or as coherent outside of me. Like, Oh, let me do kind of copy and paste a report and put some insights here or thoughts. But I don't really want to put too many thoughts or extra editorial commentary about sexual assault because, well, I don't want to say something correct because that could be a bad thing. But we go through the report, we went through all that. And there's other stuff too we'd even touch. Like there's stuff with other athletic stuff, like uh, non-football uh, sports or non-basketball about not being safe on road trips he discovered in end of year interviews something he wrote a while back about about sports that are not being recognized for winning national championships when the track and field team is good or the ski team or other sports that just aren't the money maker sports which New Mexico well as we talked about the buyout that's kind of a reason maybe Davey could stick around for buyout and technicalities where he could be the coach still and it's it's still an ongoing story ongoing process so still check out their stuff we'll retweet this stuff have him back on if that's the case we definitely want to just st- know, be in the know because he's basically been doing this from day one. He, Like I say, he'll be honest. He started the Bob Davey thing. He went down the rabbit hole to find what's up with the Wise Pies deal. What's up with that? What are they saying? And he found this. A, B, and C led to him gathering other sources, knowing knowing people, talking to people, and it helps with his background of being a political reporter before to know how to do those type of things. And it's just – I thought it was a great great list. I know some Lobo fans are like, why are you talking about this? This is not good. It's He's slandering the program. Here's the thing, folks. Every program probably does something or does do something that's uh, not on the up and up. But this goes beyond giving a guy 20 bucks to go get a dinner or something. This goes beyond, oh, we practice 21 hours instead of 20 hours. It goes beyond other things. Like there was stuff about, oh, I get some professors don't want to be too accommodating for athletes. So it kind of goes both ways a little bit. But – them saying, don't worry, about going to easy majors is one of the pieces in the article. Don't, if you're going to be a nurse, if you're going to be health field, you can't play a sport because the time di- time restraints are prone you, which I'm familiar with. My wife was a nurse, just a student, crazy schedule she had to keep. And so stuff like that, not being upfront. Like, again, safety on 15-hour car rides when you're on a team that takes a bus or a van to go to whatever event you have the upcoming week going to a job fair, where, or it could be a sales job <laughs> to change majors, but it's like, well, there's lots of stuff that aren't flattering about the Lobos program at the moment overall, but it's good to get this stuff out because when they're covering up or defending or hiding stuff that's, like, again, the sexual assault stuff's pretty big deal. Allegedly trying to gather dirt on the accuser just because they want to keep players on the team or not punishing them right away instead of going through a legal process, which I think is fine in some cases, but when it's allegedly raping somebody, oh, yeah, maybe you should sit them down and say, hey, you're not going to play until we figure this out because that's a pretty big deal. It's not, um, I don't want to compare it to anything else, but like I said, beginning of the show, there's a lot of, uh, there's a differentiating from crime A to crime Z. Jaywalking to kicking somebody in the face, you know what I mean? To fighting to running the red light. There's different levels of punishment and I don't think you can let the legal process play out when it's at the higher end of sexual assault. So that's just my opinion. And Bob Davey felt, well, let's see if they're innocent or not and or guilty or whatever may be the case, and then we'll punish them or not, depending on what the outcome of the case is. So there's a lot of stuff going on, but I appreciate, again, Daniel for hopping on. We will definitely have him on again if something big goes down. His uh, prediction of Bob Davey will be at least be the coach to start next year, a little surprising, I, a little bit, I said, because I want you hear the reasoning, the money issue, the way the school bungled it, he could sue the school where they could be on the hook for legal fees and his buyout. As we know within this conference, money's a big deal being a big domain, there's not a ton of it. And so that could be a reason why he sticks around. But again, thank you for everyone who listened to this show. Um, Check us out. If you're first time here, which I assume a lot of people are first-time listeners, go give us a review on iTunes. Go back to other shows we've listened to. Subscribe to go forward. We talk hoops, uh, Mountain Football year-round. We talk football every week. So there won't be a lapse to any of that stuff. Um, we'll talk basketball most of the year, not year-round with football. But check us out at MWR.com. We're on Twitter, MWC Wire. Um if you want to give us a few bucks for Patreon. Hey, you never know. We we like to pay a few guys. MWC Wire on Patreon. But again, just definitely check out our site. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's been Jeremy Moss and we'll see you next time, folks.